This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Realty. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Realty can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlrealty.com. Dungeon Crawlers. <laughs> Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers where we have Alton the Magnificent. The man who has brought us into a dimension of doom, scariness, and maybe we might wet our pants. It's an all-new dimension. I'm excited. It is. It is. It is. Um, for those of you that are fans of role-playing games, uh, this is something you'll want to pay attention to. Um, just because you're going to find see something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, without any further ado, I'm going to like have Alton... Sh- well, okay. First off, we're gonna well, let's split this apart. You're listening to the audio, or you can be watching the video, and seeing the amazingness that is dimensions. So we'll leave it at that. If you're listening to the audio book, not audio book, the audio book, yes, <laughs> yes, this is an audio book, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, you will only hear the thuds, the sounds, the dice rolling, but you can check out the video and see everything in its glory. Yes, we'll be explaining the playtest as we go through uh, to our audio listeners. But at the same time, if you want to check out the actual playtest, uh, go ahead and check out the Kickstarter. Uh, they'll have exp- uh, rules on there. Yes. Um, but we can get into that uh, with yes. uh, the Kickstarter of Dimensions. Yeah. So, yeah. Alden, welcome. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Super excited to be here. It's going to be a good day. Yes, it'll be a good day. And, uh, you see, you say that, and every time someone says that when we're about to play a Dungeons game, I get scared. Because who is it going to be a good day for? The Dungeon Master or me? Because usually... See, I'm not even going to be the Dungeon Master on this one, or the Game Master, but it's still going to be so much fun. Oh, now I'm excited. Now I'm excited, because my fate is Dan's fate. Okay. Yes. All right, suddenly I feel a little bit better about life. <laughs> Scott's going to live. <laughs> nice. So, for those of you that are watching the video, you're just seeing this cool table space. But that will change. Mm-hmm. With my first visual aid. Yes, Alton <laughs> has brought a visual aid. So, yes. The <laughs> giant tomb of horror for those uh, that play yes, D&D. And, and we need to explain, this is not, uh, this is not the game. This is, uh, this is Dungeons & Dragons. No, yes, this is Dungeons & Dragons. This is the actual core books that you need. The Dungeon Master Guide, the Monster Manual, the Player's Handbook. Um, because this is a collector set, it also has what some tiles, or is that? Uh, it's a, oh, it's a DM, DM screen. Screen, yeah. Now this is a pretty um, hefty thing. How how heavy is this? Yeah, so this is a uh, this is about ten pounds, um, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the minimum that you need as a player to learn the game of Dungeons and Dragons and play a true campaign. Um, Minus dice. Because you don't have yeah. dice. No dice, no character sheets, no pen and paper. Mm-hmm. This is just... The minimum the, books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, there is a uh, starter kit that they've put out um, that is D&D light. Right. Yes. Uh, nowhere it, near that weight. Nowhere near that weight. It contains one set of penny dice. So one of you can have dice and the rest of you will have to fight. Um and it has watered down rules and character sheets to help you learn how to play D and D. It lets you go to level five, mm-hmm. um, but even that, thirty-two pages for the players to read through to learn how to play the game, 
and an additional 64 pages for the dungeon master, including, you know, a miniature campaign that's about 20 pages, mind you. Mm -hmm. But that means that, you know, you're going to have to take an hour or two just to learn the rules, get comfortable, not to mention the prep time on the part of the DM. You know, it's, it's just going to take a lot. Um, so here it is, folks. So how does dimensions compare? Okay, where's the rest of it? Inside the box. Yes. Hold on. I'm sorry. You see, this is a beautiful thing. This is this is what we call our box of holding. <laughs> but uh, now this is a prototype, right? Uh, but the <laughs> dimensions, all puns intended, of the box uh, will stay roughly the same. And then uh, let me show you what's you know, inside. Th- this is what's going on in my head. You know, the 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 Asian guy from UHF. Do you want to know what's inside the box, Mrs. Weaver? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, just that was a horrible accident on my part, but <laughs> there you have an entire game inside a small box. And we have specifically engineered this box. I don't know if you can tell, but this is uh this is rigid cardboard. It's the same stuff that you would make your uh, standard board game boxes out of. Yeah. And we are paying the additional expense because we specifically want you to be able to keep it in your pocket and walk around with it all day. Uh, this is the prototype, right? It's a little bit shoddy, right. but even this I've had in my pocket literally all week, taking it in and out, showing it to people. You're kidding me. Nope. Yeah, that's held up really well. And well, and the nice thing is this is this can go on a, a camping trip with your friends. Uh, you can walk over to the park. I mean, there is nothing more annoying than lugging around D and D books mm-hmm. or game books. I mean, I've done it, um, going to conventions or even to friends' houses to play. It weighs a lot, but the fact that everything fits in this box and you can walk around in your pocket and it doesn't feel like your pants are going to drop down to your ankles—that's awesome. Now, the other thing that I would like explicitly to point out uh, is that underneath these character cards is the basic rule set. This is not a watered-down rule set. Uh, This is a double-sided 10-inch by 7-inch piece of paper that contains everything that you need to play Dimensions for as long as you want to. All right. Um, If you have experience designing modules and you want to rapid prototype a game with friends, uh, you can do it. There's the first page uh, and the second page. And obviously, you know, blank space, right? This is the preliminary copy. Uh, We're doing a little bit of layout uh, and updates as far as that goes. But the rule set, you know, I'm showing it to everybody right now. That's that's it. Um, We are producing additional advanced rules that add texture to the game uh, for people who want it to be a little more crunchy, you know, uh, or a little more intense. Mm -hmm. Um, But... We created this game with a couple of key things in mind. The first is I want it to be highly portable. I want people Mm -hmm. to be able to take it everywhere with them, play pickup games if you're going to Comic-Con or if you're in between tournaments. Or Or if you're on the train. Yeah, if you're on the train, (laughs) if you are uh, going through and... I can only imagine, hey, I got this cool game. Uh, We got an hour to kill on the train or 30 minutes. Who wants to play? I mean, knowing our mass transit system i don't know anyone that would want to raise their hand but who knows maybe (laughs) someone would i i love our train um and then uh, the other big thing that a lot of people a lot of our playtesters have been doing is they've taken copies of this is they actually bring it to D D 
And while everybody else is creating characters, uh, they sit down and they play pickup games. Nice. Um, which is a lot of fun. Uh, you'll also notice that we have these nifty little miniature markers. Uh, we have designed these cards with the intent that you can write directly onto them um, and erase and take notes and do whatever you want to. Um, I'm going to try this out while you're talking. Yeah, go for it. So I was going to say this isn't like a, this is an actual 14. version of it, right? Yes. Okay. Look at that. That, that works really well. Oh. Uh-oh, is this a permanent one? I don't know. I hope not. I hope I didn't permanently do this. We just barely got this in from our supplier yesterday. I haven't even tested it out. Oh, no. (laughs) That's okay. Well, folks, this is the joy of live TV. The good uh, news is, maybe we should should we cut for a second? Let's let's cut for a second. No, no, no. I want to. This this is how prepared Alton is. He has another card. I have backups to backups. Uh, well. Maybe that's my collector's card for this. <laughs> oh. So, uh, yes. Okay. So you can... Hey, this is great because, warning, do not use a permanent marker <laughs> on your cards because it's permanent. Um, yeah. Well, but, anyways. Uh, we have been testing them with just regular dry erase markers, and it's been working wonderfully. Nice. Um But, uh, yeah, we just we wanted the game to be super accessible to everybody. Um the other thing that we are developing hand in hand with this is uh, we have a digital companion. Um, we there have you here, okay. try it on this one first, just in yes, case. yes. Um, there it goes. Okay. Good to note. This is a permanent marker. All um, right. Maybe grab one. That's All right. Here you go, Dan. Here's what... I'm joking. That's a Sharpie. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Make embarrassing me on here. Okay. Like one, two, paper towel, right? Well, let it dry. If you let if you don't let it dry, it'll smear. Even on the best whiteboard. What? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> you got... No, I like... This is I, whiteboard 101. I know. I like this. You can wipe that off, and then you can just clean it off. I'm just going to move this off to the side because I'm just <laughs> doing crazy stuff with cards. So we'll let you continue. So you can you can write on them. You can manipulate and change them as need be. Yeah. Uh, so super accessible, super easy, right? You're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You'll have mm-hmm. everything that you need. Um, the, uh, the, the second thing I was talking about was uh, our digital companion. So we have designed a series of modules uh, that are specifically geared towards, you know, uh, people learning to play the game. Um, you will be able to go online to our website and uh, redeem these character cards for digital versions as well. So if you just want to have it on your phone, you can take it wherever you want to go. Um, and the campaigns allow you to be able to uh, run a module without needing a whole bunch of prep work and background. People who have never played a role-playing game before can sit down and navigate through our uh, adventure portal without any issues. Nice. Um, And as part of that, and we'll talk about this a little bit later too, uh, if our Kickstarter funds to a certain level, we're actually going to turn the campaign portal uh, public-facing for people to be able to design their own campaigns using our software. Nice. Uh, And having designed modules for over a decade, uh, I can tell you this tool is 
sweet. Uh, it saves so much time, and the number of things that you can do with it is pretty extensive. Mm -hmm. um, the final thing, the biggest thing, though, the number one feature that is vital to Dimensions is that this is a game for people who have never played a role-playing game before. Okay, so it's super simplistic so people can pick it up really quick. If you can count, you can play Dimensions. You don't need algebra. You I'm don't out. need a PhD to understand the rules. Uh, literally count the pips on your dice against the pips on the opposing checks dice, and whoever has the higher number wins. Nice. Ties go to the player. Um, and so we've been testing this even with kids as young as four, and they get it, they play it, they have a great time, and then you know they're learning how to play role-playing games, which is really great. Very nice. That's really exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, do we want to play a, a little sample, show you some of the mechanics? Sure, let's do yeah. like a, a combat or something. Ooh, I, got my, I have red dice. Have some blue dice. All right, I'll steal some blues over here. Okay, so uh, the two cards we're going to show off today are the Ranger and the Barbarian. Mm -hmm. um, they, you'll notice a couple of things. So you have your class, your class icon. You have your hit points, your level. Uh, these are your stats, and then you have a special ability in the lower right-hand corner. Right. Uh, so for those of you who have not played role-playing games before, uh, in Dimensions we have five primary stats. The first is Strength, which is your ability to crush a tomato and or slam one into the side of somebody's head at maximum velocity. The second is Dexterity, which is your ability to throw a tomato accurately and or dodge one that's coming straight at you. The third is Intelligence, which is both knowing that a tomato is a fruit and being able to summon one at will. Uh, the fourth is Charisma, which is your ability to sell a tomato-based fruit salad and or convince somebody that your tomato is a dragon. Sweet. And Neither then, of us can do that. Neither of us. And then the last hey, mechanic is know. Luck. And Luck has nothing to do with tomatoes whatsoever, so we'll talk about it in just a second. Hey, no, it does. It could be lucky to find a tomato on the side of the road. That is entirely fair. You would okay. also be lucky to find a nice tomato without a worm in it. Like that, I consider a lucky day. How many tomatoes do you get with worms in it? I don't want to talk about it. All right. <laughs> fair enough. Traumatic experience. I've from never my had one. Maybe an at no cherries. And cherries so. With so now I'm seeing we also have a special ability each. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so there are two types of special abilities fundamentally. Uh, the first is a limited use. So it'll tell you you can use it so many times per level. So you start at level one. Periodically, the adventure portal or the storyteller will tell you to level up. And when you do, you reset your special ability, get some additional hit points, get some additional stats, things like that. Uh, the other is a constant ability, which is something that just works all the time. And at the end of the episode, I'll actually give you guys a special preview of one of the exclusive cards from season one that has a constant ability. Um, okay, so these aren't constant abilities then? No, these, these are, are once the per once level. Once per level, okay. Yep. Um, so as uh, for those of you, again, who haven't played role-playing games before, you make decisions during the game. And as you make those decisions, oftentimes you have to roll dice to determine how successful you are at those decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, that's called a check. Right. Um, so uh, in dimensions, we notate it very, very simply. So in the adventure portal, the storyteller looks at what it is. And uh, for example, uh, let's say uh, Scott here is presented with two different tomatoes and one of them has a worm in it. And we're going to see whether Scott can identify which one has the worm. Uh, Scott, do you want to be the ranger or the barbarian? 
I'll be the ranger since Daniel's uh, kind of claimed a barbarian over there. Perfect. <laughs> so. Yay! I'm as dumb as a rock. Yay! Yes, but your strength, I'm guessing, what? Uh, you I could, could crush you if you hand me a tomato with a worm. Oh, you could you could also project that tomato at me, probably at about 100 miles an hour, because you've got three strength pips. I've got one. Yep. So if I try to catch it, I'm guessing my arm will rip off. Sorry. Uh, go on. Yes. Yep, you're just fine. fine. So what's going to happen is uh, I look at the adventure portal, and the adventure portal is going to say int two, All right. which means that uh, I roll two dice against Scott's intelligence, which is one. one die. Oh, no. And whoever has the higher number wins. So I rolled a six. And I you rolled roll a two. two. So Scott takes a look at both tomatoes, picks one of them up, bites into it, and right in the middle of that tomato is a worm. Yep. And he gets sick and takes two points of damage. Oh. So that that b- brings up a question. So mm-hmm. whatever. So in in case of strength, I roll mm-hmm. three dice and I add the total. Yep. The sum of all th- uh, okay. the sum of the dice. Okay. Um, so I mean, in some. So this isn't a dice pool type system then. Uh, not strictly. Okay. Uh, uh, right. Let me let me demonstrate the next mechanic. Sure. Uh, so, uh, Daniel, yes, takes a look at the other tomato, uh, sees that Scott got a worm, and because he's a barbarian and not very bright, he says, "Well, I want to see if there's a worm in my tomato." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the I have no intelligence. The uh, the storyteller takes a look at the adventure portal and sees the int two check. Yes. Uh, turns to Daniel and says, uh, Daniel, I need you to make an intelligence check. So how do I do that? Because I have no dots. Daniel says, I have no dots in intelligence. That leaves you with two options. Okay. Option one, you can choose to automatically fail the check. Okay. Option two, you can use your luck pool. Oh, hey, there's the luck. Ooh, so so I'm going to go lucky because I'm a barbarian that likes to chance fate. So, at any time that you are about to make a check, you may choose to use your luck pool instead of the stat that's indicated okay. by the adventure portal. That makes more sense. Now, when you well, use really like luck, when you use luck, there's a special rule. Okay. After your roll is complete and you've totaled everything up and and figured out who succeeded at the check, you permanently lose a luck die from your luck pool. Oh. But so your well, luck I guess, runs out. I, I guess that makes sense because your luck will eventually run out. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you ever roll all sixes on a given check, doesn't matter whether it's a luck check or any other stat, you gain a die to your luck pool. Now, if he's rolling dexterity because he's got a one dexterity, he only has to roll one dice if he rolls a six. Yes. Ooh. Now, we've, like we've purposefully left that in the game to encourage you as players to think outside the box. And to use up your luck. Exactly. So this is, you can play this as a min-max game and just beast your way through. Yeah. But uh, as you use your weaker abilities, you're rewarded um, for trying something new. Yeah. But at any rate, let's get back to the scenario. So okay. we, uh, we've pulled out our tomato. Right. Daniel wants to take a look. I do. Let's see. I rolled an eight. All right. Here comes the lucky roll. Oh, yeah. It's a seven. <laughs> it's a seven. So... Daniel takes a look at his tomato, can't quite tell, bites into it, and unfortunately there is no worm. There's no worm? No. Dang it, I wanted a worm. That would have been tasty. <laughs> and Daniel gets and super angry bomb. about this. Yes. Uh, so I typically speaking, my mighty axe into the the wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was going to say fours. the tomato, you mean? <laughs> so typically no, speaking. No, my axe, because I'm mad. I didn't get a worm. <laughs> 
So typically speaking, uh, you can't attack other players in your party during the game. But just to illustrate how combat works, uh, Daniel is going to get very upset and slam the rest of his tomato into the side of Scott's head. <laughs> Hey, so I didn't I'm, pick this. I'm still going to die. I'm I still going to die. This. There are fundamentally three types of combat. The first okay. is melee, which right. uses strength. Yep. The second is ranged, which uses dexterity. And the third is magic, which uses intelligence. Okay. Because you're physically slamming a tomato into the side of his head, this I'm is a melee strength. attack. Yeah. So you roll three dice. Scott, you roll one die. In this case, should I use luck and try to... Uh, you may if you wish. I think I'm going to use that because... That is an 11. Oh, that is a very unlucky <laughs> four. So, Daniel slams the tomato into the side of Scott's head. And how do we determine damage? You, The way that damage works is you count the number of dice that the successful player rolled, and that's how much damage they deal. So three? Three points of damage. Okay. So Scott takes three points of damage. Uh, because he took two from the worm earlier, he's now sitting at a pretty two hit point. That worm and because bad. he used yeah, it's a bad worm. Because he used one of the dice in his luck pool, he would mark on his card that that luck is down to one, and then uh, the next time that he makes a luck check, he uses one die instead of whatever's in the pool. Uh, let's not worry about okay. it, uh, unless he earns additional luck dice in some other way. Okay. Um, yeah. So foundationally, to earn the luck, all the dice you roll have to be a six. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which makes characters like the Barbarian uh, relatively risky. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like, if Scott had rolled the one die and got a six, it's a lot easier for him to get luck on that stat. Like for hypothetically? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Hypothetically, I still would have taken a hit. Yep. Dexterity. Um, nope, close enough. Now, one of the other things that you'll notice is that there are five grayed-out dots yes. in each stat. You can have a maximum of five dice in any pool. Now, mathematically, what that does is it ensures that no matter what you have a chance to succeed at your roll. Mm-hmm. If you have one die in a pool and the other person is rolling five dice, there is technically a chance that they roll ones and you roll a six. That would be very highly unlikely. But, highly unlikely. But there is that chance. Yes. Well, how many battles have you entered into? You're just like, there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just makes sense. I've got this. Nope. Yeah. So when you do level up, mm-hmm. so like level two, level three, how, uh, how does that change your stats? Yeah, so uh, when you level up, there are five things that you do. The first thing that you do is you roll a die and add whatever you roll to your maximum hit points. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. So in this case, you know, if I rolled a five for Daniel, my maximum hit points are now 15. Okay. The second thing that you do is you heal up to your maximum hit points. Mm -hmm. The third thing that you do is you add one dot to your current luck pool, unless you're already at five. So if you have used all of your luck dice, you get one for free. Congratulations. Yay. Uh, the next thing that you do is you add one dot to any other stat. Uh, your choice. Uh, it cannot be a second luck dot, though. Okay. Um, again, with a five dot maximum. Uh, and then the final thing that you do is you refresh your special ability so you can use it again uh, before you level up next. Uh, so really straightforward, super simple. Um one thing to note for enfranchised players, the base rules of the game do not support you leveling up past about level 12. At that point, everything starts to become very wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some rules variants that are specifically designed to allow players to advance to higher levels, uh, so make sure to check that out on our website. Um, but the goal, again, is that brand new players should be able to sit down without knowing anything about role-playing games and play their first adventure in about an hour. So one question I do have. Mm-hmm. So with the leveling, because like in D&D, there's a chart. Mm-hmm. 
how do you determine when you level up? Uh, so the adventure portal keeps track of a whole bunch of things behind the scenes. It lets us do some really cool stuff. And okay. one of those things that it keeps track of is XP. Now, as a storyteller, uh, if you're creating your own campaign, what we recommend is that six XP equals a level up. Okay. And you reward players based on the encounters that they have. Um, so, you know, the more difficult the encounter, the more XP that you reward. Typically, you reward between one and three XP based on the encounter. Uh, so, you know, as many as six actions, as few as two gets okay. you a level up. Um, and all of our uh, season one campaign, uh, each episode is designed to level you up a minimum of one time. Uh, and if you are exploring thoroughly, then you can level up an additional time or in nice. one case, two. Nice. Um, no, this looks really fun and exciting and it's very simple. Uh, like I said, you can easily pull it out and start a game immediately without mm -hmm. a lot of explanation. I mean, you're able to explain it right now. Uh, if we were to try to sit down and explain how to play D and D, I'm sure we'd be here for a few more hours. Um, yeah. I mean, it really is simple. I, you know, you take the number of dice based on the number of dot. You have the luck option in case you don't have a stat, which that's always kind of annoying when you're like, oh, I don't have anything. Let's try it. But this gives you an ability with that luck stat to try to do something and do something awesome. Um, and I like how it, it refills. Um, now, so if you – well, no, because you're rolling luck, not rolling stat. So I just answered my own question. Never mind. I'm just going to go on. So the final thing that we didn't talk about is what have I got in my pockets? Now, most of you should get that reference. Mm -hmm. But uh, – it's it's one of the one of the key rules that we have in the game. Uh, this game, unlike most traditional role playing games, because we wanted to simplify it as much as possible, is called theater of the mind, mm -hmm. which means that instead of physically moving characters across a map and having to record every single little item and gold piece and whatever else, if you think that you have something, and the storyteller agrees with you, you have it, um, mm -hmm. which enables us to do some really cool things. So uh, we mm -hmm. have examples, right? A uh, player says, I want to pull out my broadsword. Sure, easy. Super simple item, mm -hmm. right? Um, next player says, well, I want a ray gun. If the storyteller says, sure, <laughs> then you have just crossed dimensions, um, which is entirely a plausible thing. Now, we have designed, uh, at the present time, we have fully designed six dimensions. Okay. Um, each with their own lore. They're connected to the main storyline. It's going to be super, super cool. Uh, but that means that we have developed magic systems and item lists and special character cards for those dimensions. Uh, so the big ones uh, that you'll see in the Kickstarter, obviously high fantasy is going to hit the widest audience. And so that's where we started. Mm -hmm. um, if we fund and hit some of our stretch goals, the two realms that we're going to introduce in season one are uh, sci-fi, dystopian sci-fi specifically. So think StarCraft, Warhammer. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, and the second is Victorian steampunk. Mm. Um, those three uh, realms have very distinct identities. Yes. Uh, and distinct magic systems, distinct cultures, but they're all tied together uh, in a key storyline. Um, and if you decide that you only want to play steampunk, you can just play steampunk. And if you nice. decide you only want to play high fantasy, you can just play high fantasy. But 
the systems that we're designing are specifically to enable you to play your favorite fandom. Uh, and we have plans uh, not only for internal IPs, but we're reaching out to other companies as well um, to produce some cool stuff. And you say that you've got all these other things. Uh, is there any kind of like storyline that goes along with those or is that? Uh, with yes. The... Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, first off, make sure to check us out. HTTPS colon slash slash dimensions dot games. Um, uh, that's our website. It's live right now. It'll direct you to an email list and to the Kickstarter if you're joining us in the future. Uh, and if it's past the Kickstarter and you're joining us from way far in the future, it'll enable you to access the adventure portal and all of our digital content and cool. things like that. Okay. Um, and we're going to be spoiling, uh, not necessarily spoiling, but releasing parts of the lore through the website. Um, the key interaction in season one, I'm not going to spoil too much. But uh, we're on a realm called Elnaria, which is our high fantasy realm. Mm -hmm. And there have been rumors that there is a group of cultists that is trying to summon evil back into the world. Um, And as you go through the adventure of season one, you're going to discover the roots of that. Uh, You are going to discover uh, flavorfully how you travel between dimensions. And most importantly, you're going to learn about the key uh, villain that will oversee the first three seasons of Dimensions. Nice. I just decided. I'm going to stay the Barbarian, but I want the power sword of King Grayskull. <laughs> then I can just yell by the power of Grayskull every time I charge in well, the battle. You know, battle. I mean, based on what he said, if, if the storyteller agrees with you... I know! Totally. You're good to go. I am. Yeah, if, if that's the kind of game that you guys want to play, you do it. Uh, And that's the beauty of Dimensions, right? Is that we're not trying to tell you how to play or what your fandom has to be or anything like that. We're creating a tool that anybody should be able to sit down and play. No, this works out really nice. It's very smooth, uh, simple. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything more. That's so much better than lugging around a giant tomb of books. I, I'm in, I'm impressed. I actually want to play a full game um, and see how it plays out because I'm intrigued. So for you and your listeners, I have three gifts. Three gifts. It's mm-hmm. a trifecta, right? I don't know. I feel like it's Christmas all of a sudden. I wasn't expecting anything. So the did first, snow yesterday. <laughs> the first thing is, is that uh, I'm going to invite Dungeon Crawlers Radio to be our first affiliate. Um, We're going to give you guys a distinct link that you can share with your viewers and your friends. Um, We're going to track those referrals and we're going to give you guys a kickback based on how many people sign up for emails and how many people jump onto the Kickstarter. Um, So, you know, we want to support Dungeon Crawlers the same way that you've supported us. Uh, As part of that, anybody who checks out that affiliate link will be able to access an exclusive demo game that we're only going to keep up until uh, the main game launches. But it will introduce you to the worlds uh, and give you a little bit of background lore. Um, I've personally designed this. I'm super excited about it. There are 20,482 possible combinations to work your way through this 30-minute storyline. That does not include party combinations, bad rolls, uh, cheats by the storyteller, anything like that. I was going to say, don't worry, I'll take care of the bad rolls. You have 
turned a choose your own adventure book into a game. Yes. There it is. That's yeah. awesome. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and of those 20,482 possible combinations, there are four endings. Three of them you can only access one way. Hmm. Uh, so I put the challenge out huh. to you uh-huh. personally and to your listeners to find those endings. One of them will give you huge amounts of lore information uh, that will be crucial to season one. Um, two of them are fun little Easter eggs, homages to some of our favorite uh, backgrounds, and we've hidden Easter eggs and puzzles throughout the entire dungeon. So explore it, play it as many times as you want. Um, and uh, yeah, so get excited for that. Uh, the next two gifts are I want to spoil two characters for you. Two characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Uh, so uh, the first is associated with this affiliate link. So if you run a podcast or a playcast or are part of a major social media group or anything like that, and you decide that you would like a demo copy of the game and an affiliate link, uh, we have a form that you can contact us through our website. We'll send it out to you as an application. And if you pass the application, we have some limited edition playtester cards. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so you'll notice a couple of things. Uh, the first is while most characters only have six pips to start, uh, this one has eight. Uh, one in each stat, which is unusual. It's mm-hmm. not something that we're going to do on any other card. Mm-hmm. And four luck to start with. And they are lucky. Yeah. Uh, but the special ability is experiment, which once per level, you can use the special ability of any other character in your party. Or you can use the special ability of any character card that you own. So even if it isn't actively in the game, (laughs) uh, you can do that. Now, the reason that this is important uh, is that these cards are collectible. Um, First off, we're going to have multiple arts. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that. The second is we have between 2 and 12 variants of each class. So even if you get a ranger and your buddy gets a ranger, you may not have the same ability. Interesting. So... are you saying per game? So, like, if I ordered one on Kickstarter, Daniel ordered one on Kickstarter, we both got the exact same base game, he might have a different ranger than me? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and in the lower left-hand corner, uh, there will be a six-digit code that you can go online and redeem your characters uh, for additional digital content. Um, it'll give you lore. It'll teach you how to play the character itself, what items you might have, what spells you might cast. Uh, and give you nicer, larger versions of the characters that you can print out. Um, The goal with the Kickstarter is that we produce a a whole library of original art. Uh, So the goal is that eventually you'll be able to customize your character, switch it out. You know, if you're on a sci-fi realm, you'll have a sci-fi barbarian (laughs) and things like that. Um, So as you collect these cards, there will be first edition printings and then unlimited printings. Uh, so there's a degree of collectability there as well, but, uh, it'll unlock additional things for you. Nice. Um, that's really exciting. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the other card that I want to spoil for you today is the gambler. Uh, this is a premium card that will be randomly inserted into Kickstarter packs. It will not take up a slot. It's just a bonus character that some people will end up with. Hmm. Uh, you'll notice he has seven hit points. Uh, He is collector number seven, uh, collector's card number seven, uh, and he only has one variant. 
Um, he has one intelligence, one charisma, and four luck. Uh, so, um, and his special ability is a constant ability. This is the first constant ability that we're going to feature uh, as part of the game, even though there are other constant abilities that you'll see as part of the character pool. Whenever any other character rolls a six on one or more dice, add a die to your luck pool. Oh, Again, wow. the maximum of five. Yeah, because everyone else has to roll sixes on all their die. Anytime mm-hmm. any six pops up, he gets luck. Yes. Wow. Uh, not on his own rolls, but on other people's rolls. Oh, on other people's. Yes. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that, like, if I'm rolling, say, I as the ranger am rolling uh, two dice. I get a six and a two. He doesn't get to benefit from that six. I'd still have to roll two sixes for him no. to benefit. No, you, he you benefits because yes. he... Gambler gets a die. He gets wow. a luck die because of that six. You don't. Well, I wouldn't get it anyway because I didn't roll two sixes. You're right. Yeah. But he does. But he does. Yeah. But if you roll two sixes, both of you get a luck die. Wow. Um, the big thing with the gambler... Or right? oh, get, would I he get, would he get two did. luck die? Uh, no, it's whenever you roll one or more. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, the big thing with the gambler is we want to feature the luck mechanic. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you to play with it. He is an improvised character. So whatever you decide to come up with for your luck roll is going to be you know it's going to be cool we've had players as they've play tested kill people with coins or summoning gigantic whales out of the sky to land on their opponents or praying to their gods and summoning a lightning bolt the uh, ideas are rolling through my head uh so we really <laughs> encourage you to explore and come up with fun creative things and share you know what you're doing in your games with us uh, epic moments and cool ideas uh, you can tweet me directly at Talon underscore Requo. That's T-A-L-O-N underscore R-E-Q-U-O. Uh, or we will also have a place on our website that you can submit notes and uh, cool things like that. Um, so, you know, interact with us, especially if you have feedback on the game, special abilities or classes that you want to see. Let us know. Um yeah, so those are the three <laughs> gifts that I want to leave with you guys. I feel jipped that I didn't get to play with a gambler. I want to play him now. <laughs> I think I everybody's going to want to play with a gambler. giant tomato at Scott's head. Yeah, because four die. Four die continuously. Like, And then he just has to wait another round until someone else like rejuvenates that six. Yeah. Would he just have rejuvenated no, it, a six? No, it has no, to be someone else. Any other oh, player. Any other. Right, 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 right. Yep. So Scott fights back. Oh, look, I got another luck point. Yeah, you wouldn't want to fight against the gambler, <laughs> who's almost like a deity. Like he's yes, he is a demigod character. Yeah, Sweet. Uh, we specifically wanted to, and, and with each realm, we'll release a premium character like this that you can only get as a physical car- character card. You won't be able to buy it digitally, um, but they're demigod characters that break fundamental rules of the game and let you explore cool mechanics and interactions. Oh, that's cool. That's a lot of fun. All right, so. Folks, this was an awesome card game slash role play game. Um, I mean, granted, it's not technically a card game, but I like the card mechanics. So you have that in front of you. You have specialty cards um, or characters that you can play. Um, and even the playtester has a really cool ability. Um, granted, it's not constant like the gambler, but still, uh, you've kind of thought of everything. There's going to be more mechanics that'll come into play. I'm sure as more characters evolve and show up with different seasons um you know even wizards has gone kind of to that uh where they have a core game and they're doing modules that they keep releasing out new books that expand character base and magic and magic items so this is a lot like that but 
much simpler and easier to carry around, obviously. Even if you have season one and two, that can go in both back pockets. You're not carrying around 20, 40 pounds of, of, of books with you. Uh, the dice system is simple and clean. This is really awesome. So Thank you. So everyone, go jump on the Kickstarter, support this. Sounds like a really awesome game, especially if you have kids that you know you want to to bring into the fold to play this game or if they want something that's quick and easy this looks really simple there's not a lot of rules it's not rules heavy it's rules light they can they can become storytellers i mean mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing that i loved with role playing is it allowed me to tell stories and develop my my skills to be able to do that and it's a lot less intimidating than having massive rules like it's just something oh, yeah. quick simple lay it down like you see that card deck and you're like oh yeah, yeah, I could do that. That looks easy. That looks easy. You know, page, front and back. That's yeah. that's it. Uh, you know, when I first played D&D, it took me a good three weeks to get through all the, just the DM rules, mm-hmm. to figure out what I needed to do. And then beyond that, I, I had to figure out how the mechanics with the monsters and the, their stats and the leveling up all worked. This is all simple. I mean, it almost what? needs to be nowadays because there are so many games to play. There are so many amazing games coming out that we need something simple that you can just. Well, I mean that's something go. we have talked about on the show before, where it's uh, you know, with how quick and easy it is nowadays. I mean, when we had wanted to play a game, uh, a video game, you know, you had to go to your friend's house, you had to put the cartridge into the game system. Sometimes you had to play with that cartridge up and down before it finally uh, kicked in and you could play it, um, and that was really simple for us. But, you know, you go back a few years, the only way to play a video game was go to an arcade. You know, it's gotten more and more simple. Like nowadays, kids can just grab their phone or a tablet and they can play it right there no matter where they're at. This is just like that. No matter where you're at, you can play it. And this is a lot better than any um, game you can play on a tablet or a phone. I'm sorry. Thank you. I I always love this type of stuff because theater of the mind, you get to be creative. You're interacting with people physically. Mm Mm-hmm. It, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think that's one thing that a lot of people are losing now with video games. Again, nothing wrong with video games. There is still a need for that. They're fun. But you kind of lose that mechanic of interacting with other people. You know, as, as much as Scott complains about my, my games, it's fun. It really is. I mean, no matter how torturous or la- laborious or evil the bad guys are, everyone's having fun. People are laughing. Someone makes a mistake. You know, they're, everyone suffers. They're, everyone suffers. It, it's it's a team thing. Everyone is pulling to win. Um, and it's, it's always fun. So this is great to see it in a, in a smaller condensed version. Thank you. So here is my plea. All right, his plea. If you have ever felt excluded, or worried, or afraid about joining an RPG, or you know somebody who is whether that's a friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, grandma, four-year-old kid, which we have tested this game with extensively, uh, anybody, check this out. Just try it. Um, The investment is super cheap. Uh, The time investment is almost nothing. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Send me your feedback. But I guarantee you, there will be something in this game for you. Whether nice. you're an Easter egg hunter or a seasoned veteran of role-playing games uh, or if you just want to try to bash the dragon's head in. Mm-hmm. This is a game for everybody. All right. 
So, folks, uh, check out this Kickstarter, Dimensions. Uh, help them fund it, and uh, maybe next time Scott will use his dexterity to dodge the tomato that I threw at him. Not if the gambler's in play. <laughs> if you're the gambler, gambler with that? All not. right, so uh, I'm going to roll some dice, and with that said, we're out of here. i got to roll against it.